Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, you magnificent being. It is so great to be with you again. I hope that your here and now is amazing. I'm sending a huge, giant, energetic hug through the airwaves. We have another amazing podcast for you today. Unity Grace is back on, and she, again, (laughs) proceeds to just blow minds and go deep and talk about truly important and uh, out there in out there amazing stuff in like the absolute best way so we talk about the work of dr joe dispenza because she was just doing his advanced workshop again where you know there's very interesting stuff coming out of there we talk about uh the work of dr dawson church and his book from mind to matter we talk about uh the star knowledge bundle of the lakota we talk about multi-dimensional experiencing uh, experiences we talk about uh the fifth gene key uh, how to stop fighting the outside and empower yourself within we talk about how to activate kundalini and what's distracting you um we talk about the work of the keys of enoch by jj hertock so this is two parts because it's long but it's deep and it's epic uh please bear with the sound quality because where she was in the world it kind of went in and out a few times so please forgive and bear with us on that but it is an outstanding episode i want to thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast with your shares with reviews um the best way if you like this episode if you like any of the episodes is to please just do one act of kindness but three is even better and go out of your way to do them and don't tell anybody that is a mathematical formula for turning on your dna and and activating your consciousness and all that kind of stuff because it's actual action just like if you want strong legs you got to go for a jog or do a squat so you got to do an actual action of kindness to make it work So do it, and it's awesome anyways. Um, I want to thank those who've been supporting me on Patreon. i got a few new ones. Mandy Hopkiss, thank you so much for taking an action and supporting me on Patreon. It does go a massively long way, Um, so I appreciate your support. If you want to support me on Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, and I am super grateful for that. Um, Leave a review if you haven't done that. That really helps and inspires people to um, come on the show and give it a a try because they are a little bit longer. And I want to thank my sponsor, David Lombear Senapass, who's going to be doing seven uh, free epic conference calls, and they are going to be entitled, let me just put it up, um, it is Seven Acts the Beginning, uh, the understanding of how resonant kindness can be put into the world and used immediately. So David Lombear Senapass is a native elder of the Megama people. Um, he is sharing what he was taught uh, for 26 years by 600 elders, and uh, you can check out what he's going to be offering in these conference calls. Check out uh, Matt Belair Official on Facebook. You'll get the link there. Please join us 
this for these conference calls the more the merrier the more the message can get out so um, i just want to thank him and all his work and for what he's putting out in the world and we're going to be in sedona august 4th saturday august 4th with him and clifford mahuti so this will be the first time a zuni elder and a migama elder will be sharing their history their star knowledge this is a really massive humongous deal so if you're near sedona if you can get to sedona august 4th um please come and and they basically are entitled titling this looking for the star people so apparently there's a way to figure that out and i am i don't know how that works but that is super fascinating and both of their histories are over twenty thousand year old it's an oral lineage um they both speak about the sky people the star nations the star knowledge all that kind of stuff so um this is real business and like a one-of-a-kind huge deal so if you can get to sedona please come and at least make the conference calls and get that link on my facebook so i think that's about it um check out zenathlete.com it's a great book gifted to your friend it is a guide to self-mastery um it doesn't matter what you're doing sport business or life if you guys are interested in me coming to speak or david Lombear coming to speak hit up matt at zenathlete.com and for those of you guys who want coaching basically i'm doing 90 minute intense breakthrough sessions where we can design um an ideal life, get you really clear on what would fulfill you, how to move towards that, overcome limiting beliefs, blocks, barriers, things that are holding you back and just kind of cut those really quickly and easily. And also going deeper on one-on-one monthly calls for those who really want to dive deep and achieve the life that they want and just let go of all the stuff that doesn't serve them. So it's more of a uh, mental your mental spiritual physical you know overhaul and uh you know basically it's a lot of cutting through all the nonsense and getting really really clear in your heart and there's a lot of great processes for that so um, i'm happy to help anyone out just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching uh, sign up for the email list if you haven't already keep up to date although i never post anything so if you're on there you're probably waiting for something uh, eventually i'll get to that um, i've kind of put a call out for a little help so if anybody uh, does want to support the podcast and help in an actual volunteer type of way i am looking for a few professional level volunteers just to do about nine hours a week if you like the podcast because i'm doing like 60 to 80 hours a week so much intake and i'm looking for real professional volunteers that are willing to do that so just hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com with a cover letter and what you do and why you want to help and uh, i would greatly appreciate that because i'm doing a lot of stuff it's tons of fun but i definitely need some help so uh sending tons of love to you if you guys are listening to this i think i got it all um it's good enough if i missed anything but uh just go support david lone check out his work that's what i gotta say come see us in, in sedona i'm gonna be there i'd love to see you in person give you a huge hug so uh please get to sedona august 4th if you can make it um if not hit us up at the conference calls matt belair official to check out the link for that so tons of love and appreciation for you so before we get into this amazing part one with unity grace who's gonna just do another amazing job at giving you tools tactics uh experiences knowledge wisdom uh all that kind of good stuff let's just come into a state of peace and coherence so wherever you are in the world taking in a deep breath in through your nose setting the intention to come to peace coherence and gratitude right now and just letting that breath out slowly with all the cares all the worries of the day all the task lists just allowing yourself to be peaceful and present now taking another deep breath in through your nose 
holding that breath and just doubling the feeling of peace and gratitude now, just getting into the body, allowing all the tasks to just go away and just fade completely away as you let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, realizing that you can control your perspective and go through any task list, any challenge, any pressure with peace and coherence. It is a choice. Taking another deep breath in through your nose and really doubling that feeling of peace and coherence and that realization that you control your perspective and no matter how hairy it gets out there, how challenging, how much pressure, you can maintain a powerful and positive perspective, a neutral perspective, an empowering perspective, and do an even better task at solving those problems, realizing that you are the creator and there's not too much to worry about in actuality. And so... Just let that breath out slowly with any limitation, any self-doubt. Just coming to total peace and coherence, going about the rest of your day in happiness, in gratitude, in uh, awareness, and in beauty and grace. Sending you all of my love and appreciation. So let's get into part one with Unity Grace. Yay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a natural shaman, avid explorer, gifted oracle, skilled communicator, bridge builder, and ascension guide. She's been on the podcast several times before. Welcome to the show, my friend, Unity Grace. Aloha, Matt. Aloha to everyone tuning in, in all realms and dimensions. Super excited to be here with you again. It's just been quite a journey we've been having together, hasn't it? Yeah, well, man, I've been working really hard on my end, and I've been getting blips of what you've been putting out. And we were talking in uh, in uh, Costa Rica when we were at Envision. You're like, a lot is going on. You know, I've been told to share a lot more, and then since then, you've been sharing more, and I've been been able to tune in a little bit here and there. And they've all been mind blowing. Then you go to Dr. Joe Spenza last week in Costa Rica and do a week intensive there, and I know how intense those are. So. Where do we start? Where <laughs> We'd start wherever you want. All right. Well, let's start with a good prayer. And um, let's, let's, let's bring everyone in because what I'm going to um, say before we say that prayer is that I came specifically to a very powerful grid point here on Vancouver Island that's pulsing right now. It's bringing in the codes of the new earth, new consciousness, the codes of Avalon, that unified field of consciousness that takes us into interdimensionality. And um, the lovely host of this property uh, agreed to me coming here to do the podcast. And the reason that we're starting a little late is because the grid line here, as soon as we started to set up, the consciousness of the grid line started to pulse like 20, 30 feet farther out, the consciousness of the earth was responding. So Matt and I were working to get all the technology in line to make this go because the computer kept crashing because the consciousness is so strong in the grid line here. So I just want to acknowledge the energy of the earth and the elemental kingdoms and and everything that's coming to join us and bring that into prayer as we get going here. So I'm going to pass that back to you. Yeah, that's that sounds good to me. I I don't know what kind of prayer you wanna you wanna do, but it's interesting that uh, the Wi-Fi and the technology. I have been to spots that just like blow it out, and you're like, what is? Why is this not working? Um, but it, I think it, even just like the the last part that you shared there, it's always just good to acknowledge the Earth and where you are. It's like we're on this incredible thing. We just never want to acknowledge where we are on the planet, and even that alone is um, amazing. And I wish I was with you in in Victoria because it's such a beautiful spot. 
it is an amazing spot and i guess the prayer we set the intention just before we came online but i i just love how you always say for the best and the highest and so let us all unify in all realms that are connecting into creation um, collaboration sharing as as um, vessels of this entity consciousness as inspired by today's sharing please share these videos um, please share these live streams love streams i like to call them share 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 if they're helpful for you please share because that's what uh, a new earth is about it's just about sharing our gifts sharing things that help and and that's what creates a whole new um level or interface of energy that transcends us beyond financial systems and laws and barriers and borders and boundaries and opens the gateways to interdimensionality so um that's my prayer and let let us begin let's have some fun here see what's possible Yes. Oh, thank you. I love it. Um, okay. So where do we, you know, you, you gave me a title for the show. You're like, Hey, you know, this is, um, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. And I have to, what, what did you, what did you tell me? What is it again? I'm just trying to pull it up. What did I say? Something okay. about interdimensionality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Multidimensional gateways and restoring our human consciousness to the structure of creation itself. And I, when I read that, I was like, hot damn. What the, what the heck? I was like, that's what happens when you spend another week with Dr. Joe and all those people. And I'm curious, um, you know, do you want to start on that? Or do you want to start on what it was like to be with uh, Dr. Joe again and all the research that he's doing? Um, I know his new book, Becoming Supernatural, has done really well. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, um, but I'm really ex excited to. So I'm just curious where you want to start on that title or, or your last week with them. Okay, cool. Well, um, the, the title is really great, Becoming Supernatural, because that's exactly what we're all doing. Um, I've spent a lot of time with the Dr. Joe events. I started with Dr. Joe in 2011 and um, really started finding his work a couple of years before. And I always used to listen to his podcast when I was landscaping. I used to work outside in nature and have this great job where I got to listen to amazing podcasts while I was working. And um, Dr. Joe has this incredible capacity for anyone who hasn't tuned into his work yet. He has an incredible capacity to synthesize uh, science with spirituality or supernatural gifts. Um, he's very conscious about the languaging that he uses when he is writing, when he's presenting, because he doesn't want to use languaging that scares people away. He wants to use open languaging that invites as many people as possible into um, the realms of human capacity and human potential. And so the work that he does is so great because it really speaks to that left brain part of us that is resistant to the, the supernatural capacities, the interdimensional realms that we exist within and so on. And so I really invite people to explore his work. And I uh, really went back to his work. I took about a three year break and went back in October of last year and have pretty much done all of his events except one of them. And just really riding that wave now, like for me, it's just like I'm fully focused, fully committed to helping myself and humanity open the gateways, dissolve the veils and begin to interface with all these realms of consciousness that are teeming around us. So we were in Cancun for a week. Um, I ended up staying for uh, 10 days and um, 
Yeah, I just, let me just pass that back to you for one sec, because I don't want to like, there's so much energy flowing right now, but that's just a little bit of an introduction of um, his work to, to tap in there, and I'll just pass it back to you for a sec, Matt. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here to listen. You can, you could blast off for an hour and a half and I will just sit right here and I'll take it right to the melon. So okay. if you, you want to go, um, you know, I remember doing, I'll just jump in. I remember doing his, uh, it, uh, progressive and then his advanced and, um, you know, they're profound experiences. And I think that anywhere that allows you a container to explore what's possible with, with people who are also exploring what's possible and then hearing these stories, some people are curing themselves of terminal illnesses. Some people are having a spontaneous spontaneous manifestations and it's uncommon in our world right now to believe that this is even possible because people aren't doing it you know what I mean um, I'm reading psycho cybernetics right now which is awesome but this is like the original uh, self-help type of book based on like neuro neurology neuroscience psychology and everything from that and that's only like the 1960s you know and now every athlete or person should know that your consciousness and what you visualize affects your reality and so when you're able to go into a meditative state get out of your mind get out of your own way picture a reality you're bringing it closer to you and that's law of attraction 101 um that's you know all the mystical stuff is you got to be able to clear your mind first but what happens at a level of mastery and i just had dean raiden on uh who's a phd incredibly smart um i think he the his new book is um, hmm, Real Magic. That's what it is, Real Magic. And he's looking at the science of ESP, um, uh, remote viewing, things like that. And this guy's a hardcore scientist, but saying, no, this is, this is possible. Um, it's not common as of yet, but it's definitely possible, and he's measuring it. So I'll just lead in with that, and you feel free to just dive in, keep going. Thanks so much. It's so great. I'm so grateful, and I thank you so much for what you've been doing to bridge and, and just committing your life and all of your energy to um, bringing forth all of these voices because the really important thing right now is synthesizing all these different levels of what we might call expertise. So it's kind of like everyone's been out in their own little corner and, and like um, conglomerating information and sharing into these little packets. And, and so now all the neural networks can come together. All the synapses can go off at once. And, it reminds me of this amazing thing I saw dear Dr. Bruce Lipton uh, show years ago when I did a retreat with him here in um, the Pacific Northwest. And he got so excited about this video. It was um, two Petri dishes. And the first Petri dish was a bunch of neurons, which are the cells in the brain. And they, one little neuron would have a thought and it would actually emit a recordable flash of light. And then that would travel through the petri dish like a wave at the football stadium and each little neuron would capture the this this thought and it would be passed on and then they would all light up one at a time or in a in a in a wave and then he was like but watch this these neurons have been in the petri dish together in a community for an extended period of time and he flicked to the next video and it was just the whole dish flashed at once that's what we're moving towards and and it's such an important part of the work that you've been doing is taking all of these neurons that have been lighting up with extensive information and bringing it together and now all those those packets of information are about to light up collectively that's the moment that the caterpillars the monarch butterflies all hatch 
And um, this connects in deeply to the Earth, the 60th gene, which I'll talk about more. I'm super excited about this lunar eclipse that's coming up at the end of July. And just like priming us, priming our consciousness for like, why would we want to be motivated to spend less time being distracted by the external world and more time going into the interdimensional world within us? So I feel like that's part of what the um, you know, this podcast is about today is just to bring that inspiration to people as confirmation of why you might want to do a little bit less Facebook or TV or whatever, and a little bit more internal time because all of the keys are within us. We are a library of light. The DNA is designed to flood with light. And as it floods with light, it takes the consciousness into a completely unique and different experience. And another thing that um, you mentioned, Matt, that's so beautiful about these retreats and there's all kinds of things going on in the world. This is just the streams that, for me, that I'm weaving, which is why I talk about Dr. Joe's work so much, because as a really left brainer for most of my life, until I really started to explore the world of quantum, his work, the work of Nassim Haramein, certain people like that gave my left brain the leeway to begin to really accept all this interdimensionality that was happening to me that, that I had had the capacity for since the time I was a kid. And I just needed permission by receiving that left brain stuff. So another really cool thing about these retreats is um, we were in Cancun, the, the land of the Maya. There's no accident that the Maya were all through the Yucatan because it's all limestone and cenotes. So you basically have crystals and water, interdimensional port um, gateways. And you know, it's like, all this, you hear these stories and it's like, oh, the Mayan had all these temples and then suddenly they disappeared. It's like, well, actually they just opened up interdimensional gateways and walked in and out of them, holding the sacred knowledge of quantum physics, the quantum world, the symbolic world, to move in and out of those gateways. And to go back to Cancun was amazing for me because I spent a ton of time in that region many, many years ago in the early 90s before it was really built up. And um, just to see the minds on and feel the energetic fields and what they're holding in their collective consciousness of this capacity that we have to really move through the gates. So what's really happening with Joe's work, you know, he said they get thousands of letters from their participants a month. And the one thing that was common with everyone was everyone was saying, these retreats are amazing, the two days, the three days, the four days, but we want them to be longer because we want to be together even more because everyone who comes is so amazing. So Dr. Joe said, that's it. We're going to start doing week-longs. And at the week-longs, he's saying, how about a three-week? And what would it be like if we did this together for three months? And each time everyone's going, yeah. And we're all signing up for the next retreat at the dinner tables before this one is over because now the wave, the wave is expanding because collectively when we, when we set aside what he calls our self-importance and we are able to collectively drop into the field of unity consciousness, we begin to get the experience of what's truly possible in our human capacity. And so a lot of people have had a lot of amazing experiences like you're saying, um, spontaneous healings. We see a ton of that at the events. And I'll talk more about that. And um, But it's that collective field of consciousness. So Joe and his amazing Dispenza family, his employees and so on, are creating these opportunities to come together and play. 
with our human potential and our human po po possibilities by first learning how to activate the human vessel. This is the greatest technology ever created. Our spirit resides within it. External technology is a wonderful reflection, but let's come back to the true technology, which is us, and the true technology is the technology of love. Love means rising the kundalini into the, into the singular. The masculine energies reunite within us through the heart and once they reunite and then they go straight up the central channel through the throat through the first eye through the crown and into the higher dimensions that's when we start to activate our capacities beyond the speed of light which in the speed of light we we have a very limited perspective of what we are able to sense and see but you know there's no accident that those little martians in the cartoons when we were kids had those little antennas on their head the antenna represents the activation of the first eye the pineal gland because once it activates it has the capacity to go beyond the speed of light into the realms of quantum and and uh, basically interface with all kinds of fields of information transduce that information back into this physical body give us visuals give us greater understanding bring in cosmic wisdom and cosmic knowledge and so on and so on so that's really what's happening at these events now and you know joe's going all out at this point he's going like this is where i want to be i want to be with all of you i want to play with the interdimensional world he's sharing a lot of stories that he's maybe held back in the past and i think that's what's happening for a lot of us now too and i'd like to share some of those stories um, of my own on this podcast as well. I've shared with Matt some of the pictures of my journeys um, because a lot of my own journey I've kept really kind of beneath now we can really start sharing some of this stuff because we're ready. Oh, I was just enjoying taking notes as I was listening. Yes, please. Well, um, yeah, I I had one. I don't know. I I think I told you about the Envision one with uh, Thoth. That's on YouTube, and that was like uh, ridiculous. You can't can't happen, but it did happen. And so I'm very curious to know yours. And I and I know about the Dr. Joe thing because uh, you know before I went to his event event, I had done a lot of the work like meditation and things like that, and and only like one or two really profound, but really extraordinary experiences, supernatural, whatever you want to call them, um, but they're they're very nuts considering for the average person so when dr joe's doing his thing i know he's holding back and then finally at the advance he's like okay i'll tell you one of the stories and one of them was um he said he got taken back and it was like one of his meditations or something and it won't be word for words so just take it for what it is um but he got taken back to a time where he was a philosopher and he was basically sharing what he's sharing now about like control, you know, helping it to uh, influence your reality in a positive way to be freed, you know, to uh, figure out what you want and move towards it and use the energy of the universe, so to speak. And um, the people at the time basically strung him up and uh, we're just like, you're not going to, we're going to kill you if you keep talking about this. And uh, he said that he could, he could feel himself on the cross and also from the, uh, the space of the observer. And then he said in that reality or that time frame or that experience, he um, went back to his cave and he never taught again with the idea that he was going to come out and teach after. And he referenced that to the time when uh, he was on, I think it was What the Bleep Do We Know? Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole, one of those documentaries he was in. 
starting to explore this stuff in the early 90s. And um, another person that comes to mind when I say that, I had Dr. Dawson Church on, and his uh, book, Mind to Matter, uh, just became a New York Times bestseller. And it's essentially all this stuff. But when he started doing this research, it was uncommon. And it, he was like the, the quacky guy. Maybe wasn't so much quacky, but people in the field didn't really respect that study. And he did it. And this is only in the 90s before anyone else was doing it. So this is still relatively new and we're building the science to support this now because it is a real thing. So you can either die. I'm curious about the experiences cause I want to hear every single one cause I'm sure they're awesome or you can explore some of the science or whatever you want. Well, um, it's so great what you say about like the science is catching up. I always remember Dr. Joe saying like, go out there and do it. And the half scientists come after you and say, Hey, how did you do that? And you say, well, I don't know, like, you know, check out my brain and see, I'm just out there doing it. And that was always super inspiring for me. Um, you know, I, I mentioned before, was a little kid, my first Bible child, and I, I used to stand on the stairs when people come to the door and like three years old and, and just, I could see their past, present, future, their highest potential timelines in their field. I had all this information teeming through me. And um, so to reignite all of that after so many years, um, which came from health problems for me, it took me to these amazing natural paths, Dr. Bill Russell and Dr. Tim Brown here in, um, well, in the lower mainland of, of Vancouver. Um, but they were my godsends because they were the ones who really opened the gateways and gave me permission again to, to activate these things when I was a child. Um, so yes, science is catching up and it's soon going to reach the point where no one even needs the science anymore because so many of us are doing it. That's the Masters of the Far East, the series of books that you refer to often and you know, where we all of a sudden just begin, like so many interdimensional things are happening. Everyone's like, oh, forget the science. Just tell me how you just did that. And um, so one of the really cool things at the Dr. Joe events is a lot of people have healings. And um, there was this amazing woman who got up on stage. She had Parkinson's and she had had a major healing of her Parkinson's. And Joe explained like how Parkinson's slows down the mind and slows down the whole system. And this woman was just so elevated in her sharing on the stage and she was a great storyteller and she had us all in laughter. And, um, you know, it's, it's like these transformations that happen for people after one meditation or one group healing, we do group healings as well. And, um, and so, and, and people are going like, they're just realizing that we're in a play and, and everything in our play is symbolic. And so people like look at their wheelchair and they go like, I don't need this prop in my play anymore. I don't need these crutches. So one of the women in our teams, these events are quite big now. So we're, we're, um, we're grouping ourselves into groups of like 60 people per team so that people feel really connected and they feel like they're getting a connection with Dr. Joe and because the team leaders, you know, they interface for us and so on. And so one of the women in our team had not run since she was three years old. She had an incredible story about having polio. She and her brothers had it. Her brother died. It was this profound story. Like, and, and she hadn't run since she was three. And so we make these movies, we call them our mind movies. And instead of being programmed by television and media and all that kind of stuff, we go into meditation, then we pull out our laptops or our devices and we look at our own programming of, you know, pictures of things we're going to achieve with great music and great phrases. And we let that go into our subconscious mind during the retreats. And at their retreats, I mean, people are having to redo their mind movies because their mind movies are coming 
coming true like the moment they make them it's happening so quickly and so this woman uh, she, in her mind movie she said she was going to run and she hadn't run since she was three years old and she shared with us at one of our team meetings after one of the days that this thing and the whole team was like you know we're going to see you run you're going to be running on the beach tomorrow in, in the walking meditation when we do it and then you get all of this collective agreement because that's what reality is about is collective agreement and so then this wave of love because that's what's being shared at these events is so much love this wave of love and and the next day in the walking meditation in the morning we get up at 6 a.m to do these incredible outdoor walking meditations you look down the beach there's like 700 people in prayer on a beach it's so profound in Berlin, 1300 people in a park, hands on their hearts, eyes closed, all through the park. The animals came out in the park, surrounding people during the meditations because this is allowing this communal uh, expression of unity, consciousness and love to just start like flooding this So the woman hadn't run since she was three in her morning meditation. She just took off. She was running up and down the beach. And then she continued to run during the retreat. Um, so we see all kinds of things like this happening. Something that happened for me, because we do these group healings where we come together, we, we, we use our breath, we draw that energy of the twin flame physics up into the heart, masculine, feminine energies come into the heart. We, we unify them in the heart. We start supercharging that heart field, which is the largest electromagnetic field of the body. And then eight in a group, we just turn our hands towards a person who's in the middle and allow that energy to be directed towards the people. And, you know, people are like levitating. Their whole bodies are lighting up and all kinds of things. So after the first group healing, um, and I was just one of the healers, so to speak, that night when I went to sleep, I closed my eyes and there was this huge flash in my brain. I felt like my whole room had flashed and I had to open my eyes. I've never seen anything so bright. And that happened two more times. My room was completely dark. And something I noticed the next day, just offhand, I was, I was on my phone. It was like, oh my, my vision has been, um, has been less than high functioning in the last couple of years. And all of a sudden I realized that my vision was more accurate than it's been in years. So these are the kinds of things that are happening because here's the thing that Dr. Joe says when we go into the meditation. When you go into meditation, this invitation for everyone, make an agreement with yourself that when you come out of it, when you make the effort to do this, Source is going to meet us halfway. Source is watching the amount of effort that we're putting into our world. New body, new place, a new time, a new environment. Because there's interdimensional realms existing concurrently and simultaneously. We can't see them with our eye, but we can perceive them with our senses. And that means that you and I have infinite possibilities of bodies that look like this one or kind of like this one to land the consciousness back into what we're doing is we're raising the vibration of matter such that the spirit can land in a new level of the matter that looks kind of the same but what you notice at these retreats like as a reflection day today we're all looking at each other going like 
damn, you look, you just dropped 30 years off your life and everyone is shining and glowing and radiant because we're all doing it collectively and we're continually landing in, in a new iteration of the form. This is Genesis. This is the, the, um, the regrowth of the human vessel and the activation of our, our potentials. Dr. Joe has had his own telomeres measured. His telomeres are growing. The telomeres are what give life to life. And supposedly as we, not supposedly, but as we age, the telomeres shorten. And, and so, you know, once again, this is the science to say, no, this body is eternal and infinite. It's just the consciousness that resides within it that gives it the capacity for, for what age it's at, which is why people can have spontaneous healings. People can also look 20 years younger in one meditation because we're landing in a different time, place, space, literally a different dimension. And the, the audio visual crew, um, Andrew and Lisa and Aaron who do amazing things at these events to like just create such an incredible atmosphere for us. They played with a lot of interdimensional stuff at this retreat. Like Dr. Joe has, uh, he's up on stage. He likes to do a lot of his presentation down in the crowd, which is awesome. And then there was, uh, so there's the two big screens and then there was two smaller like television size screens down by the stage. And so one of the things that they did was they set up the video such that, you know, they had Dr. Joe and then they had the television behind him and the big screen behind him. And so what that looked like was just like mirrors within mirrors within mirrors. All these things are techniques for the consciousness to just grab a little bit of a handhold, like a hall of mirrors, to remember what's possible. It's all smoke and mirrors. Let's play with the smoke and mirrors to remind the consciousness of what's possible. So yeah, um, a lot of spontaneous healings, a lot of incredible sharings and stories. And um, that's, I'm just going to pass it back to you for a minute. Let's just keep going back and forth and make some more fun. Sure. Uh, thanks for sharing all that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, when you're sharing it, what it's kind of what I thought about is I, I would love to just like tune in Yogananda. And if you don't know who Yogananda is, he wrote the autobiography of a yogi. And he just comes in and, you know, can share feedback on this. Because I think what we're doing is we're trying to bring um, awareness and consciousness and understanding and belief to what's possible um, being alive, what's possible, you know, being a human, like in, in the autobiograph, in that book, which I can't seem to say right now, um, his master, Sri Yukitswar, however you pronounce that, comes floating in as, a, as, a, as an orb, as a beam of life and materializes and Yogananda is like, what the heck? Like, how is that possible? You know what I mean? And then he goes on for two pages to explain, you know, what this reality is and, and, and what kind of level of consciousness you can get to. Um, and so, you know, if you're seeing that, like, if you're hearing this and this feels like a, a little bit unbelievable, what I like about it is that when you go to an event like that with people who are open-minded to test the limits of their reality. And a lot of the time it comes through a catalyst, right? You're like, you've got no reason to see what you're made of. And all of a sudden you have a terminal illness and you're going to die. So now all this hippie stuff, you're like, well, maybe I'll give it a shot because, um, you know, what do I have to lose? Right. And so people will give it a shot. And sometimes not all the time, not every time, but it is possible to, um, you know, have a miraculous experience. And if you give yourself no chance, then you're definitely not going to. And so we don't really know how far the bar 
um, can be set for human experience. And I really love what you touched on is that uh, the human body is the infinite intelligence. The, the intelligence that is within the body is so magnificent, so vast, so undescribable. Um, and we're not, we don't know how to tap into that. What we're doing is the polar opposite. And I, I always use the expression that we're, we're dolphins conditioned to believe we're goldfish. And you know, when, when you, when you have a cut on your arm, you don't think about the body doing whatever magic it does to heal that cut. And, um, in the, in, um, you know, Jesus in the Bible and Buddha and all the great leaders, they said, you have everything in you to come to perfect health now. And, you know, in the masters of the far East, they heal people, but they're like, we're not really healing you. Like you're healing yourself. You got to remember, like, this is, you're just mirroring what you are. You know, I'm just reminding you maybe, maybe in that way where like, uh, you know, a dolphin would take another dolphin and like launch him out of the water, but he thinks there's only water reality. So it kind of puts him on his back for a second and shoots him out. He's like, see, there you go. You know what I mean? But you just literally gotta, you gotta swim up. Um, but right now I think we're conditioned to believe that this is uncommon that this isn't, first of all, it's not possible. You're crazy if you think so, because that's kind of what I grew up with. Um, you know, get back to reality, whatever terms you want to do. But in that mindset, you're not, you're not going anywhere. You're not testing the limits of what's possible. And then the people who are like Wim Hof, um, Yoga Nanda, spiritual texts, things like that, um, extreme sports athletes doing things that can't be done. They're testing these limits and they're showing us and giving an example of uh, what is possible. So that's my rant. Absolutely. I love the dolphin and the goldfish piece. I'm going to tie in this amazing book, which I always bring in, The Gene Keys by Richard Rudd. So um, it's all coded in the genes. And basically, there's limitations within our genetics at the shadow frequency, meaning the vibration that we're emanating. And I also tie in these, the Earth Star Way, the Star Knowledge Bundles of um, the Lakota Dakota, I invite people to, this is all symbolic languaging for the activation of who we are. It's all in this coding. And so basically right in the 1313 frequency of the star knowledge bundles, it says, here's the deal. This is my paraphrasing. Here's the deal. Your vibration is what affects what's possible. It, it affects your access to the tree of life. And so the first thing is about getting our vibration higher. And so this comes back down to more of a basic, just day to day. What is it to be human and all these human challenges that we face? So, First of all, there's that distraction, that great distraction of this external world that is around us. And, and we have to, at some point, start taking some of our power back from this external reality, especially if we don't want to be a part of it anymore. So if there's parts of our external reality that we're complaining about, stop complaining, just stop, start taking our focus off those parts and place that focus inside. Take that time and energy to go within. Don't watch Donald Trump on the news. Take that time to meditate. Stop trying to fight what is and go within to activate potential because the potential is coming from within. And if we choose to give our energy to something outside of us that we don't like, we're actually empowering it rather than, rather than breaking it down. 
And so um, in the gene keys, in the fifth gene key is the code for all of this, basically. So here's number one. We have to learn how to, first of all, choose to take our energy back and just say, I'm not going there anymore. And Dr. Joe used a great expression in this event. And there's these little phrases he uses that are really effective little tools that I add to my toolbox. And one of them is about the negative thought processes that run through our heads all the time. And um, you know, how do we deal with that? And he's such a powerful speaker and he was like, you know, when you go into your meditation and that little voice is telling you you can't do it or whatever, he was like, you know what I do? I just say, get behind me, Satan. And that was his expression for those negative thoughts. He's like, that's it. Get behind me, Satan, because I'm going all the way through. And another expression that he used was um, with all those thoughts going on, he was like, hey, you over there. I'm busy. He's holding his hand out and he's like, I'm busy right now. Get in the back seat. I'll deal with you later. And so they're playful tools. These are actually really powerful, strong techniques. It's that simple to just look at that thing and go, I see you. I get you. I get how you're distracting my energy. And right now, here's my hand. No, get back there. You know, we do it it with our pets. We do it with our kids. We do it with each other. Why don't we do it? with the negative thought processes or the limited thought processes. Why do we want to fight with each other outside of ourselves when the thing that's making us feel like we have to fight in battle outside of ourselves is actually it's running through our consciousness. So let's go direct to the source and get that under control. Let's get on this stallion because once we make that choice and sometimes it is a herculean choice to get out of bed early in the morning to to train or whatever sometimes it takes a herculean choice but can we just love ourselves long enough to just do this yeah i can that's the choice i've made that's the choice i made on my journey a long time ago does it mean that i faltered sometimes yeah sometimes we fall off the horse it's just another initiation just check mark that box like we would check mark off something you know the requirements to go from grade one to university just check it off get back on the horse great i'm done i never have to do that initiation again the fifth gene is it's it's richard rudd in the gene keys he says that um, the fifth gene contains all the codes and patterns of life, and it represents the great digital library of consciousness in form. These codes lie coiled and concealed within every single living cell wound into the famous helical patterns of your DNA. Um, It's found in all life forms, and since it alone maintains the very rhythmical pattern that allows all organisms to stabilize within their environment, it also unites all separate organisms in one great universal pattern and rhythm of life. This gene is about the Kundalini sitting at the base of the spine. What Joe is teaching with his breath work and his meditations, what's available in all the Gnostic wisdom, is how do we harness this kundalini how do we activate it how do we nurture it how do we invite it into our bodies there's all kinds of ways to do it for a long time there was very specific and divine teachings as our consciousness was collectively in density um, nurturing that kundalini was a long process that was necessary because first of all it was very difficult to access it and rise it And secondly, if it was risen too quickly, it could create a lot of psychosis and health issues and all kinds of things. 
now because the collective is moving together more unified it becomes easier and easier to activate the kundalini which is why you know thousands of people are showing up for joe's events who've never even heard of kundalini they just found his book two months ago um whatever they they never heard anything about interdimensionality or any of this stuff there you these ballrooms are epic when we go into meditation because beautiful aaron one of the av people is well aaron and andrew and lisa they're all photographing and aaron makes a movie at the end of the event to show us what we look like collectively when we're doing the meditations and i swear it is the most beautiful thing to see an entire room of people many 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 who have never done any of this before, know how to drop into the quantum just like that. There's like not a movement in the room. It's so beautiful. And so we're collectively activating and accessing the serpent. It's called the serpent because the Kundalini moves like a serpent. It's, it comes up the spine in this kind of way. And it comes through and it individually activates each center of the body or each chakra of the body, which are spinning vortexes. And as it moves up, it starts to open the physical body to higher levels of communication and access into the quantum field. And so this fifth gene key that Richard Rudd talks about is, is the most important gene key for um, this the gene in with it's coded within us of how to gain access into the tree of life this interdimensional realm that we live in so step number one less distraction from the external world through choice simple you just decide i'm sick and tired of experiencing this or creating this i gotta make it excuse me i gotta make a choice for myself i have to love myself enough to do this it's that easy even if it's a baby step a baby step is a quantum leap. That's the thing. The first time a child ever takes a baby takes their first step, we all freak out and we go, oh my God, they took their first step. And then as we get older, we take these little steps and we go, this is not enough. And we've got those programs going that are beating us up saying I'm not doing good enough. No, every little step that we take forward is a choice that is a quantum leap, just like the first step a baby has ever taken. It's so supremely relevant the day we go, I'm not going to eat that food anymore. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to go to whatever it is. It's a quantum leap. Okay, so we, we turn our, our, our focus off something that is distracting us and we put it on something that we want to achieve. What do we want to achieve? More freedom and liberation from the external that we don't want to be a part of anymore. Secondly, learning techniques to just find a place of stillness within. I share this on every, every time I can. Cross our ankles or cross our wrists. Clasp our hands, cross our ankles, close our eyes, deep breathe. If we're stressed, this brings us into a whole brain state. It gets both hemispheres of the brain working together. And when the brain is working in a coherent field, we feel more peace in the physical body. We feel more peace in the mind. Now we can begin to do some of this internal work and begin to access this, this energy within. Next thing, how do we move that Kundalini up the spine? We use our breath, we use our intrinsic muscles, we squeeze, we breathe it, we draw it up, we, we squeeze it up. Bikram's yoga is the, the breath work in so much of the yoga is all about squeezing those intrinsic muscles, pushing the cerebral spinal fluid, which is, which is what carries this, this um, 
all the information to begin to access our technology. I call this Flight Lessons 101, stepping into the center of our mothership. When you get into the mothership, the first thing you gotta do is turn it on. So these are just, um, so we're kind of going through step by step, process by process. When I woke up this morning, I just have to say, Matt, I just had this vision, it's like, you and I have got to do like a workshop somewhere. We got to bring in some other cool people that are doing this and let's just, let's just do it. Let's put it out to the, to the infiverse. Who's the person that's got the great venue that goes, I love this. I want to participate. I want to offer the venue. Who are the great people that want to be the sponsors and let's just come together and play because you've got a great audience. I've got lots of people following what I'm doing. It's time to, for, for more of us to start creating these gatherings and these events to come together in communion and community and play. So um, those, those are kind of steps one and two of stepping in the center of the mothership. So back to you. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% game for that. Uh, I know that there's real, there's real power in community. There's real power in actually meeting in the physical. Um, so I'm, I'm totally game for that. And I've been thinking about it. Um, just been, <laughs> just been grinding podcasts and I'm enjoying my time with David Lombero in Maine, getting more, just more knowledge, more interesting stuff. It's, it's, there's so much, there's so much to do. And I think that what I like is just taking a step back to be with people who are trying, you know what I mean? People who are just looking to improve themselves, to explore what they're capable of and really to direct their life towards something meaningful to them. Because I don't think that it, almost nobody gets an easy road. You know, nobody's sitting there with like maybe some like their trust fund and everything's taken care of and, and then like, Oh, I want to, you know, do this and they can just easily do it you know, almost every single person has to make an, an effort and sometimes a heroic effort to change where they are. And, and the reason why is because the mind is kind of like a, it's, it's amazing, but it also can be programmed. And once those neural nets and those habits and those ways of being are so set in their ways, you know, the old man who would like won't change for anything type of idea, it's hard to do something different. But also the miraculous thing about the brain is it can be programmed. We know how. You know what I mean? These are timeless lessons that are passed down from, you know, spiritual leaders. And then now modern scientists, people kind of showing the way and saying, hey, no, um, you know, neurolinguistic programming, that kind of field of thought, um, psychology, all those different things. We know now that you can actually program the mind. And so we can use these things to decide who we want to be. You know, we have this like character in a video game, like a VR type of deal. And you get to kind of like, okay, well, do I want to be um, strong? Do I want to be fast? Do I want to be smart? Do I want to enjoy music? Do I want to travel more? Do I want to be in nature? What the heck do I want? And you can literally draw that out for what you want and then go do it. But in this freaking game, you've got to put some bloody effort in. Nobody just gets the, you know, this is about as fast as you can do it. When you, when you add physical action, clear direction, crystal clear from your heart, not from your head, from your heart, a clear vision from your heart, um, positive action towards that goal setting, just basic stuff, action with the mindset and, and the identity of a person who is already being that and just walk in. You know, some people do spontaneously walk into new realities in an instant. It is possible. Um, sometimes, it most of the time, it takes a little bit of effort mostly, but it is a hundred percent possible from what I've seen and read of, you know, all these teachings like, no, if you can actually match that reality and you're ready to let it go, 
you can do it. And that's how those spontaneous healings happen. But even without that, if you want to give yourself a couple week window, a couple months, but you have a whole life to decide what kind of life you want to live, what you want to experience and who you want to be. And you get that time and effort and that choice to move in that direction. So I think that's um, so important. So what I'm curious about, oh, go ahead, you can touch on that. But then I want to ask you. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, wait, you go ahead and then, and then I'll, I'll ask you after. Okay, jot it down because I, I want to dovetail that. I, I don't usually jump in, but I really want to dovetail this piece because it's important. It's important for anyone who's listening who's going, how do I do this? And when they, when they really stuck in density. Look, if, if you're surfing, you got to paddle to catch the wave. That's the effort part. Once you're on the wave, it's effortless. So, so we can change it from work to play and look at the whole thing as play and just go like, okay, I'm stroking through my, some of my obstacles in my life here, but this is, I'm, I'm, I'm in the water, I'm swimming. I'm paddling my board because I know how fun it is once I catch that wave. So a really important thing is to just use different metaphors to, to make it playful. We can, it's like, um, you know, the biology of belief. Bruce Lipton showed us a long time ago, it's all about our perception, change your perception, change your life. So we could say, I hate that damn job. I don't want to go there anymore. We can go, this job is the thing that's giving me the freedom to go do a workshop when I want to. Just shift the perception. That's one of the first strokes in the water when you see the wave coming. Now, uh, the second thing, when the slaves were emancipated uh, from slavery, many of them stayed on the land of their slave owners. Why? Because they didn't have the capacity to dream outside the box because they had been programmed and conditioned for what was possible. So a lot of people can't even imagine what they want to create. That's very natural when we've existed inside of a regimented system that's told us what's possible. So if you can't even imagine what lights you up, don't don't, like Matt said, don't do it from the mind because the mind is never going to create the things we want. It's from the heart. If we don't know how to connect into that passion from the heart, here's what I always say to people to do. Begin then by just going, just give me clarity on what I'm passionate about. Just light me up. The moment we ask for clarity, all this kind of inspiration is going to come in. The guidance is going to show the things we need to let go of and the directions that we want to go. So these are like really simple, you know, uh, things to kind of, it's the second stroke in the water and, and the third stroke. And then like once, once that wave is coming, now you're getting your momentum up. That's the moment when the clarity is there, the inspiration starts flowing in. Now you got your eye on the prize of something that really lights you up. And let me say that often it's more about the feeling than it is about the specific thing. People might go red car. Yes, it super lights me up. I want that house. I want that whatever. I want to jump that high bar higher than anyone else. Whatever the thing is, they may have their eye on the prize of what it looks like. That thing that it looks like is really symbolic for so much more because it's the feeling that gets us there. And so a lot of it is connecting into the feeling. And I've, I've got this great little story that I could just share um, about that feeling piece. I did a retreat with Joe in December. And um, let me see if I can find the picture while I'm sharing this story. Um, 
basically Joe was saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to go in and we're going to create something that you want to create. And so I said, okay, universe, what do I want to create? I couldn't, I really couldn't think of anything that I wanted to manifest. And so um, the guidance said blueberry cotton candy. And I was like, oh, blueberry cotton candy. I had this moment of my, from my childhood when, um, when I had blueberry cotton candy at this small town fair in the prairies and it was a midsummer's night, it was warm. I can remember the lights and it was just this magical experience. And I loved cotton candy when I was a kid. And here was this big blue, blueberry cotton candy thing. And, and, and the first bite I had was just like this explosion of joy in my mouth. And, and it tastes, I loved blueberries and it tasted like blueberries. And it was just this profound moment for me. And so in December, when the guy didn't said blueberry cotton candy, it just, my whole body was filled with this rush of energy. And, and I was like, yes, that's what I want to manifest because we go into meditation and we work on manifesting objects. And the guidance came in and said, we just taught you something. Never plant another seed in the quantum field that does not have this much energy, joy, and excitement to it. Just don't even waste your time. Don't bother. Because it's not about the thing we're manifesting. It's about the play and interfacing with the quantum field. It's about the level of joy. If we can manifest blueberry cotton candy, we can manifest anything. But the moment we plant a seed to manifest something that comes from a place of lack, it will, the seed will be coated with lack and it will be harder to achieve that thing. Begin with the things that light us up the most because blueberry cotton candy is as relevant as $10 million in the bank account and we are conditioned to go for the material things or the things that we think are necessary to have in order to then get the life that we want. So I did the blueberry cotton candy thing. And then for two days, I said to all my friends, I just keep waiting for one of you guys to walk around the corner with my blueberry cotton candy in a moment. We were at a retreat, a resort that was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So it was pretty unlikely that blueberry cotton candy was going to show up. And one night we were having this epic night and my roommate came back to the room. It's like 2.30 in the morning. My other roommate and I were sound asleep and she was, she was standing in the bathroom and I had to go get up and take a midnight pee or middle of the night pee. And she was shaking. She was like, oh my God, you need to see something profound is happening. I was on the beach and I was taken onto a ship and I had this experience with these interdimensional beings and they told me I have to come back to the room right now and, and send you a message to tell you that it was game on, that everything was happening. They said, get back to the room and tell Unity that it's, it's all happening. It's real. And so I was like, oh, we have to call our friends to the room. So we called our friends to the room and we're having this 2.30 in the morning, like download, the energy is super high and everyone's sharing and all this stuff is coming through. And then I say once again, and I'm still waiting for one of you to walk around the corner with my blueberry cotton candy in your hand. And my friend said to him, my other friend, oh my God, get the phone. We got to show you the picture. Three weeks ago, we were at the finest restaurants in, in, in you know, the city and we sat down, we ordered dinner and we were drinking our wine. We were waiting for our meal to come and the waiter came over to the table and he sat down this on the table. And he said, he just simply set this bowl down on the table and said, blueberry cotton candy for you from the chef and walked away. And there was no blueberry cotton candy on the menu of this finest restaurant in town. And they didn't order the blueberry cotton candy and they sat there and looked at the bowl <laughs> for 15 minutes going, WTF is this? And they finally took a picture and the joy of the whole experience 
was not only the interdimensionality of it, but showing us that we are a collective field of consciousness. And the Inviverse came forth three weeks later to show them why that was placed on their table and why I was so inspired to manifest it. And so not only was it like manifesting my object, the greater part of it was showing us the interconnectivity of all of us through the field of love and how it's all pulling us closer and closer together. If we let go of the distraction, we focus on each other as the greatest technology. The greatest technology is the connection, the communication, the love, the co-creation, the collaboration, the play drawing us all closer together for a spontaneous moment way beyond what the mind can imagine it's coded in the 60th gene and we'll talk about that more later but that's a little piece to share and love to hear the question that you had back there but these are just inspirational step-by-step -step ways because people can be really lost in density and say well you guys are really inspiring but i have no idea how to get from where i am to where you are and so i felt it was necessary just to jump in and do another little breakdown piece there yeah, that was all epic. I'm glad that you did. And I really like the the first piece of the uh, first piece about perception. That is one of the strokes, you know, and even for me doing the work, you know, and, and, and exploring these topics still, I'm like, oh, I could I could upgrade my perception on that, you know, and, and it's so much better perception and word, you know, only try to speak positively about the thing that you want and identify with the thing that you want. And one of so I just want to touch on that because um, you know, I think it's interesting there's a lot of research that says like, you know, fake it till you make it right. And then you will have the thing that you want, but it's challenging if you're like, you know, I want a million dollars, which isn't necessarily the thing you should be going for. You want freedom. The money gives you freedom, but besides the point, the car is so you can travel and get whatever, but um, you want to feel into it like as if you have it, but it's hard when you don't have a thing. Um, but also it's the feeling of completion without it. And I think that if we can get to this, like, no matter what our reality is, if we can get to contentment with what we have, with who we are, with what's around us, and then create from an inspired place of I have everything that I need. And as a creator, I'm going to choose to bring this into my reality, but not once I get there, then I'm happy, whole, complete and enthusiastic. No, wherever I am right now, I am stoked on life. I am in awe. I am in gratitude. I am in appreciation. And if you can get to that space while you create, you're going to create a lot faster. Um, and, and there's really good insight too, with like people get locked into Un, unsure of how to like what the heck do I want to start with what you're passionate about or um, I have a free um, meditation hypnosis that's on SoundCloud it's called the heart journey and it hypnotizes you into your heart so the mind which can't remember what it loves is just like okay now you're hypnotized into your heart and it's like okay heart you know you're an eternal being what do you like to do and it's just like I like art I like dancing I, cool right if you've never danced in 20 years and then you dance once a month you're moving in a direction you've now changed the whole entire course of your life with that tiny baby step and with a little bit of awareness and that's what it takes is that conscious awareness and we live in a society where everything outside of us including our own mind the way it programs is taking our attention and our energy to things that aren't really serving us or they're coming from within us connected to the group environment and the last thing that i'll say is that uh it's so important to to realize that we are a collective that we are a we and, um, you know, 
when it showed you that we're a group, you know, when you start to think of that, the greatest good of others, encouraging other people, lifting them up, being a, a positive uh, influence in those around you, you're going to notice how that you're all taken care of. If you're like lost at sea and you get tossed off the boat, you're going to have a hand that comes in to help you up. But if you're the guy on the boat with a paddle whacking people over the head, trying to get on the boat, when, when a wave knocks you over, not so many people are going to be helping you up. But then I guess the next step in that scenario is like the master level where they're like, okay, I know you were being a total wiener before, but even I'm going to let you in the boat. So now you can understand what that reflection is like. I'm not going to judge you for being a wiener before. I'm going to give you every opportunity to learn from that. And not everybody has that. Sometimes you hold on to some spite. Um, so that's, <laughs> and that's okay too, if that's where you're at, but you know, that's where we want to try and get to. Um, so what I wanted to ask is if you can go into the, um, into the other three, you, you gave us two, or you gave us three, and I'd love to know the other two um, to activate the Kundalini, make it exciting, or, or make it practical, because I, I would like to do it too, and just a simple one, if you guys have never done this, just start with like 10 minutes of meditation a day, a guided meditation, Dr. Joe has tons of them, um, but you don't have to go all the way in and do like a thousand squats the first day, just throw on some binaural beats and try five minutes, and just take a tiny action to move it forward. And that's the baby step quantum leap. I want to listen to your, um, your heart meditation. I'm going to get you to send me the link on that one. It sounds amazing. Um, yeah, those are great, great sharings. The communal piece is really important because um, we are a communal species. It's why babies in orphanages need people to come and hold them. We need to be held. We need to um, touch each other. We need to get out of those lower chakras so we're no longer in the sexual energy or the that energy of competition and greed and so on. That's why we want to move the Kundalini up and get it to the heart. The sacred twin flame physics occurs in the heart. This is the true liberation. People really long for the beloved outside of themselves. In order to manifest the beloved outside of themselves, it's the perfect beloved or whatever we want to manifest. We've got to do this twin flame physics inside of ourselves. This is what all my work on the grids has been about the unification of those masculine and feminine serpent lines so that we can begin to activate the higher capacities of the body. So um, we once, once we're doing, once we're taking these baby steps, which are actually quantum leaps, because you can have a quantum experience just by dedicating five minutes to yourself by normal beats, which Matt mentioned, they, they're silent beats that you can't hear at the level of the ear, but they're going when that once again it's just like the crossovers it helps getting these two hemispheres of the brain working together as one because it makes one hemisphere work than the other and then all of a sudden there's a rhythm and all of a sudden the brain hemispheres connect dolphins and whales exist in what's called the whole brain state which is why they're so intelligent and as humans we've lived in brain dominance one the other and when they do we've got a fight inside our head we've got conflicting programs our body is unhealthy because it's disharmonious and so and then we create disharmony and so on so then what dr joe is really emphasizing is some of these ancient techniques about how to move that kundalini and he really he speaks about centers not chakras um so we so just to, to once again bring as many people into this work as possible 
Um, so we have these vortexes in these physical bodies and we want to get them spinning again. Once again, this is like lighting up a light ship. The first thing we have to do is turn on the ignition and, and then how do we get the energy pulsing and going? Um, my dear friend, Ralph Ring, uh, who was flying Nikola Tesla's teleportation device in the late 50s, early 60s, um, you know, when, when they had successful teleportation and then they were shut down, um, Otis D. Carr, who he worked with, who was a dear friend of, um, well, he was the mentor of uh, Nikola Tesla. Um, Nikola passed on all of his work about a craft and it was called the OTCX-1. And the OTCX-1 was a levitation teleportation craft. And so they actually reconstructed it and they had successful teleportation. But what the OTCX-1 was actually really showing us and what Ralph has always said in his interviews, Ralph Ring, you can go to his website, bluestarenterprises.com. Amazing, amazing mentor of the liberation of consciousness. This man has just like put every, everything into the awakening of humanity very awakened being and um, he always used to say in the interviews once you understand or let's say understand how the craft works or how to build it you realize it's lost leader it's just a carrot it's a carrot outside of the self bringing you closer to yourself because what the center of the OTCX1 had was a large crystal inside of it and the focus was to be placed on that crystal in the center of the craft but that crystal is this largest um, magnetic bio resonating chamber of the heart it's the it's the energy field so we want to learn how to get into the singularity of that heart how do we do it by first drawing the energy up from the root we have to unify because we're connected to the earth and the earth has two major it's got grid lines all over it, just like Chinese meridians and Chinese medicine it's got meridians all over it, which we call grid lines, ley lines, the indigenous call it the song lines. But just like us, there's the rainbow serpent lines. John Vello talks about it in his book, Rainbow Serpent of the Light. There's one major fiber optic line of the earth that's masculine, one major fiber, fiber optic nerve of the earth that's feminine. They're called the rainbow serpent lines. They cross in two places on the earth, Lake Titicaca and Bali. And so, um, we want to we're we're actually drawing from the earth's energy because we're made of the earth and in order to become interdimensional beings we have to connect back into the earth the thing about ai and the whole realm of technology go too far down that rabbit hole and we remove our connection to the source that's giving us life. We're removing our connection. We forget our connection to the elementals that our physical vessels are made of. And if we go too far down that rabbit hole, the Hopi prophecy talks about those who will make the mistake of going too far down the realm of technology. Because once you do, you lose the capacity to interface with the earth, the wind, the fire, the water, the ether that makes this physical vessel. This is the technology we want to come back to. And so we also want to come back to connecting into those energy lines of the earth. The sun, the I Ching is like a clock and it goes through, the sun goes through each gene in our genetics at a certain time. And the sun just went through the gene of the Schumann resonance. So this all has to do with those serpent lines of the earth. No accident, we were in the land of the Maya with Dr. Joe at the time that the sun was activating this, this serpent line energy. And we were having all these interdimensional experiences 
It's like waves. We want to get our ship. You know, airplanes fly on navigational lines. Airplanes, the whole how do airplanes fly around the world? They fly based on the electromagnetic ley lines of the earth. And so they go straight along those lines and then they make turns when, the, when all those lines come together. That's how, how the plane turns its coordinates to get to where it's going. We want to connect back into that cosmic energy that's coming through the earth that connects us to all things. It's like this ladder we're moving up in order to get through the gateways uh, beyond this two-dimensional rainbow serpent line and back into interdimensionality. So we want to now that we've gotten over some of our distraction and we've turned some of our focus inward, we want to go down into the root of who we are at the base of the spine and we want to access that energy. We want to draw from that energy we want to squeeze those intrinsic muscles at the base of the spine and that's what joe has us doing in our meditations is to find that perineum at the base of it's basically if you're sitting cross-legged it's right like at the core the center and um we want to start to harness that energy so you want to squeeze those muscles you want to use the breath you want to you know, you don't have to visualize it, just intentionally say, I'm connecting into the earth's energy and I'm going to start drawing that energy like an elevator up the center of my spine. So you do it with the breath, you, you know, you inhale, but you pull it up from the root. And while you're inhaling, and I love the training from Bikram Yoga, where they have you intrinsically squeeze all of those muscles. Not only are you pulling them up, but you're collapsing them in. So you're, I mean, it's the best core exercise in the world, the best abs. So you're pulling up and in, and you want to start working with that Kundalini and just play with it. Like, not like, don't make it difficult. Make it like making love to the energy. You want to like seduce it. You want to have fun with it. You want it to be sensual. You want it to be, maybe you're, maybe for, for some people it works to like, muscle it but for some people it's going to work from working with it sensually because it's just like learning to ride a wave if you muscle the wave yes you're going to get on but eventually you're going to be in such alignment with that wave of energy that it's just like natural to ride it like you know like 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 a god that's that's who we are that's what we are speaking of it i just have to run to the restroom i'll be right back <laughs> All right, I'll be, I'll be hanging out. I'm gonna try to find a Yogananda quote. Um, three, you could swear. I'm gonna just try to find some, see if I can find that part of the book where you could swear comes in as an orb or like a being of light or something. Um, that way I can just kill time and read you guys something good. Uh, March night, I entered the Psalm rights. Uh, and I can't find it. It needs something queued up for the dead time, so I'm just not sitting here. Uh, the resurrection. I should never oh. put Stevia in my drink. Stevia? Oh, it's just, I was looking up some, like, uh, I was trying to find on the internet where um, Sri Yukitswar comes in as, a, as an orb. He also gets resurrected, too. 
in, in the freaking book. <laughs> you know, I remember when I, tra- when I first read it, trying to explain it to people, it's just like, okay, it's like normal life. And then just absolute madness, normal life, absolute madness. And it's these like little um, winks from the universe. I think that show you that you're on a track that you're not insane. Um, because for me doing all this stuff, I'm like, why am I sitting so long in meditation? Why am I doing these? Is this shit real? You know? And then all of a sudden, boom, like, whoa, and you get this wink and it's real. And then what I'd like to add to is like, yes, multidimensional stuff is a part of it. And yeah, it's pretty nuts. And it's really cool because then you kind of understand that like this reality and the way you think it is, isn't exactly what your mind thinks it is. It's so far beyond what you could even imagine. Like you, you just, we're in a state of consciousness that can't fathom what is actually happening here. Um, it's so beyond that there's no words it's like you know a duck becoming conscious and then trying to explain that to his duck friends like what just happened when he became you know human hyperintelligence you know and going back to the duck brain not not gonna not gonna be able to computer share it with the other ducks but he'll know once that expansion happens that there was more that there was a, that's there's an evolutionary leap and i think that we're in this evolutionary leap and when we learn to access these other states, whether sometimes you can do it in ways of just learning to still the mind and then you're just still mind for so long and then boom, this download comes in. But that might take you years, might take you days, but you could also do the Kundalini stuff. But experiment with your own body. Get in your body. Don't get out, don't distract it, get in it. It's the whole point of yoga is getting in sports, stuff like that, seeing what this thing's capable of, really feeling it, really you know, touching things. Because like when you said with the AI thing, it's very fascinating. We're all trying to check out, right? We have this screen that's right here and we're checking out, checking out. It's getting more and more and more artificial. We're, we're already at the point where a lot of people are artificial when we see each other in the flesh, where we put something forward that is not exactly our true nature. Um, you know, it might be based on this fear fear set. And if we can go from fear to love and to love our neighbor and to have this uh, presence and peace and, and kindness and, um, and, and whatever that's going to come from within you, but you're meeting them authentically. And I think that's important um, as well. Um, so I was just hoping you could give me the last two, because if I don't know them, then I'm going to give it a shot and then I can just practice it myself. And, oh yeah, the thing I was going to say before is that like, um, you know, probably nobody really knew at first when you did squats that squats was going to make your legs stronger, right? You probably had an idea, but it makes sense because it's physical. You know, it's like, it's hard. It makes sense, but it takes like a little bit of uh, time to do that process. And it's the same thing with mental training um, and sports psychology, which is what I'm trying to share with athletes. This is like, look, spent all this time in the gym. There is so much research that shows you that you can learn at an accelerated rate through visualization, meditation, internal dialogue, what you say to yourself and mental game mastery. It's the exact same thing in, in, in the world and in life. If you study any famous entrepreneur, anybody who you're like, I want to be a billionaire, great. What do those billionaires think? All of them pretty well believed in this higher force, believed in their own thoughts, in their own mind, directing and influencing their reality, or else they would have never done it. And most of them at the time, people thought they were nuts for what they were trying to build because it was so beyond the scope of whatever they want. So you don't need to be a billionaire. You don't need to do like a triple backflip on your snowboard. You don't need to pop out and fly around other dimensions. What you probably want actually is just to live a life that you like because you get to design it. You know, that's it. You know, use all of this stuff 
and just make it simple. Live a life that you like and free your consciousness. And this is what it's for. These things are for exploring, you know, what is real in your own consciousness and what is being pulled. What things in you do that are giving great weight and great value to, right? And then you go, oh, when you have this, this other idea, this flash of what you're capable of, you're like, you know what? Maybe today I'm going to go right. And I'm going to choose that. And I'm going to like that a little bit more. Maybe today or tomorrow, I'm going to play a little bit of music because when I was a kid, I freaking love that crap. And then maybe a thought after that is, hmm, could I figure out a life where I played music or I was surrounded by music all the time because I freaking love it a lot more than this. That's how simple it gets back to. And then when you meet people on a daily basis, you inspire them to say, hey, what is, what's, what's important to you? You know, how do you want to live your life? How do you want to be in this existence? So it's a bit of un-effing the mind from your own programming, cultural programming and limitation and just giving yourself a little bit more mental freedom. So you have the paddles with perception and things like that. You have a bit of surrender. You have a bit of this and that. Um, you have a little bit of practice, but you're moving momentum toward a life that you would prefer. hundred percent. Absolutely. We have to face our fear the fear because i have people ask me all the time how do i do this how have i been traveling for eight years what do i do financially so on and so on i made a choice all right guys that wraps up part one with unity grace as always it is such a treat to talk to her she's so wise and amazing and mind-blowing and awesome and epic and all those different things i want to thank you guys who have been supporting the podcast please share to get the word out please the most important thing you can do is an act of kindness three acts of kindness without telling any about it telling anyone about it It is a mathematical formula that turns on your dna and expands your consciousness because you got to do actions Um, just like you need to do a squat to get strong legs or go for a jog to increase the cardio you got to do something so that's the higher consciousness right there plain and simple uh, i want to thank david lone bear Senapass, my sponsor that i have chosen because he is that incredible please check out his work at lone bears arts he does make real reactive vibrational jewelry we will be in sedona saturday august 4th for the first time ever a zuni elder and a Mi'kmaq elder will be sharing their uh information which is very similar star people of the star nations and they say they're looking for the star people and they want to give a little bit of disclosure a little bit of their history and they're willing to share it with us if we are willing to listen um it is truly a profound thing that's about to happen so if you can get out to sedona uh, for that day please make it if you're near it you want to get there i flew across from canada to study with david for this summer so uh you know it's worth it. I'll tell you that. Um, so get there. And he's also doing a, a seven-week conference series. And uh, it is seven acts, the beginning, the understanding of how resonant kindness can be put into the world and used immediately. That starts tonight. So for the next seven Thursdays, please join us. The link is on my Facebook and it's on Distant Ancient Echoes, Matt Belair Official. So please check that out. Join us on the conference call. They are by no, by donation. They're, they're free. Um, but this is a very important knowledge uh, that we need people to hear and get out there because it changes lives. It changes communities. Um, it is the real deal. So please join us for that. Um, check out zenathlete.com if you haven't yet. Get that book. If you, need, if you know a coach, somebody works with kids, 
kids, somebody who works in schools, teachers. Um, you know, I'll gift the books and the ebooks, but check it out. It is really a guide to self mastery. It doesn't matter if it's business, sport, or life. Um, it is the tools to self mastery. If you're interested in coaching, you've got the 90 minute sessions. Those are really intense. We'll break through any, any limitations, blocks, self doubts, criticisms. Uh, design the life that you want, and I show you how to do that and I help you do that. Um, but you do it, but I just help give you the best tools to make that happen. And um, what else do I got? Uh, sign up for the email list. And if you want to, that's at mattbelair.com and a free lucid dreaming. If you just go forward slash lucid dreaming, you get a free lucid dreaming track and guide to lucid dreaming ebook because that's a first state, uh, first way to um, experience an altered state of consciousness is very powerful. And I think it's very important. So that's why I made that for you guys. Um, oh, yeah. And, and coaching, not coaching, uh, speaking. If you want David or I to speak, reach out at matt at zenathlete.com. We go where we're invited. Try to get 20 people together and we will make it happen. It's actually not that hard to do, so reach out, um, and we are happy to show up. This is really ancient, badass wisdom, so if you want me to speak about what I do or you want David to speak about what he does, um, we are ready to get out there in the world. We're looking to go to Australia. We are looking to go to the UK. We are looking to go, so please invite us. We want to meet you. We want to get out in the world, so thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, for coming along, for for being a part of this. All of my love and my gratitude, sending you a big old hug uh, through the airwaves here as it storms in Maine and uh, I'm just having a a beautiful day so uh, thank you guys so much and before we close it let's just come to a state of peace and coherence making the commitment to understand and connect with our divine nature so wherever you are in the world taking a deep breath in through your nose with the intention of remembering and activating your infinite eternal divine nature of it as a creator being holding that breath in and just letting it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day taking another deep breath in through the nose and really just connecting to this divine eternal nature that that thing that beats your heart that eternal wisdom that that feeling deep inside you that you know you are a part of this cosmic game and just connecting to this multi-dimensional power that you know in your guts in your heart and your cells that you have and just let that breath out slowly with any limitation any self-doubt any programming that was put on you or you put on yourself from anywhere culture tv parents friends letting that go completely one more deep breath in through your nose, really connecting and doubling down this feeling, tripling down this feeling of your infinite multidimensional creator self, yourself as a divine being, and just accepting that as what you are, as who you are, as an eternal being connected to all life and all things. And I'm sending you all of my love, my gratitude, my support, my encouragement, my well wishes, your amazing, epic, coherent, just as you are. We are a little bit in this illusion, but it doesn't mean that we aren't extraordinary, that we have all the skills connected anything that we need to excel and to be abundant and to enjoy this life experience so thank you so much to listening thank for listening to this podcast wishing you an amazing day and i will see you in part two